it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.3 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesley. On today's episode, you'll go behind the scenes of the team's preseason, starting with two a days all the way up to the loss in the first game. In the first half, you'll hear Coach Osborne and Coach Welty talk about the grueling stretch of the season, and how they were feeling after the first loss. In the second half, Coach Osborne will interview Michael Thompson, Michael Zitney, and Luke Stevens about the challenge of the preseason from a player's perspective. We're joined now by Coach Hudson Welty, who just finished up his first year with the program. And Coach, I want to go back to the start of the year. Even our junkyard workouts, you got the chance, obviously, to be a part of those. Uh, but then you started to, to plan those uh, what were those like, and what was some of your approach and perspective as you were building those out for the guys this, this past fall? Yeah, coming in, knowing that IWU has a tradition of doing junkyard workouts on Fridays during preseason conditioning, um, wanted to bring in a fresh um, outlook for our guys on, on getting after it in the early mornings on Fridays, and um, being able to do it with them is obviously a lot of fun, um, getting down and dirty on the football field with our guys. But really just want to pr- provide experience for our guys to not only grow um, physically but and be challenged physically, but to grow even closer together as a unit and, and how hard some of the things we had to do were. Um, so just thinking back, you know, whether it be a, a tire push or a, a bunch of burpees or whatever it may have been, it was all designed by strengthening our guys' hearts and minds to grow together as a team. And I think back to, to some of those mornings, and again, like you said, it's good to have a, a fresh perspective and somebody who, who maybe hasn't uh, been around for some of the previous ones. So you come in, and I think it might have been the last one we did of the, the fall. You've got us doing uh, a tire hold where we got like teams holding tires. We're swimming through the pond. Uh, you took us to, to New Limits, and like you said, it was fun as a coach getting to do it alongside of the players. And I think you and I teamed up quite a bit throughout the the fall there trying to compete and get after it with our guys. So, I mean, it sure was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think one thing that makes Iowa unique is our coaching staff does every workout with our, our guys during preseason conditioning and during the off season, And it just gives our guys a whole new outlook on how hard something is. If a 40-year-old Coach Tonigle is doing it, <laughs> if a you know 31-year-old Coach Osborne is doing it, it gives our guys maybe a little extra motivation to go harder. Yeah, Coach, he's had his six surgeries. I don't think any of us have an excuse about about being tired. But that kind of leads into preseason. And this past year, uh, we had two days with our guys uh, getting after it. And I think we saw a little bit of an element of where this team, obviously there was lots of talent there, but how do we kind of unify their hearts and minds, as Coach T said, um, and really make them do some hard things and grow in mental toughness uh, what do you remember just about that week and, and how we were trying to, to push those guys? Yeah, so as a coaching staff, we, we knew coming into the season after spending some time with our guys in June that we'll have to grow in toughness, especially um, on the court, not only on the court, but as well as with our mental toughness. So uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind as a coach is, all right, we're going to have two practices to start, every day to start the season, and we're going to have one at you know 530 in the morning. 
And what that does is obviously it's hard for our guys to get up. It's hard for the coaching staff to sometimes get up. But you have to lock in, focus, and get your body and mind ready to go really, really hard in that morning session and come back in the afternoon and be able to focus after a day of class. Um, and, and what that did was it was just designed to grow our team in toughness. And I think looking back on the year after it was all said and done, we definitely um, accomplished that, that goal of becoming tough um, through the preseason. And that first week, like you said, just really laid the groundwork uh, for what was to come. And ultimately, obviously, we roll through the rest of that month of October and then uh, started the year off a little bit differently, getting to, to go on a, a trip to Canada um, and obviously had a lot of fun there. I think uh, you've probably heard that we ate good meals, but you got your first introduction to an elite meal as a member of the IW staff. Yeah, so we, we roll up to Niagara Falls and um, we have an elite meal at the, one of the restaurants there overlooking the falls. And then we, we go to, to uh, Toronto um, the next day, and the coaching staff lets the players go and, and pick out wherever they want to eat. And then we all go um, and, and find a different spot that's maybe a little different. So we found this, this Thai place in downtown Toronto that was just unbelievable. And we went hard, to say the least. It was an awesome experience. Uh, I I was pretty full at the end of that that meal as well. And then and another just unique thing, I feel like the last few years we've gotten pretty close with our bus drivers. And we weren't sure if we were even going to make it to Canada <laughs> at the start. Yeah. Uh, our bus driver didn't have a passport. Um, he did have the little star ID, and we had to work to navigate through that. But we didn't make it in and out of Canada um, yeah, that was half the fun of the trip was experiencing <laughs> our bus driver driving us around. Uh, but yeah, we, we like to have a lot of fun with those things. But that kind of leads us to our first game. And I think as listeners have heard, we've talked about being unconscious and pursuing unconscious uh, throughout the course of our season. And I think Satan oftentimes tries to attack where we're trying to, go, trying to grow most. Uh, and it really did feel like he was attacking our, our mental consciousness uh, at the start, I remember we, we jumped out to an early lead there, uh, and I think we all kind of thought, like, okay, this is how the season's going to go. But we obviously had a talented team, but we had a lot of growth uh, th- that took place. So maybe share a little bit more about that. Yeah, it was just, you know, a whole new team, whole new group. Uh, first time competing between the lines against another team, really that wasn't our alums or, or a, a scrimmage-type atmosphere. Um, it was a real game, real referees. Um, and being able to get out there and jump out to an early lead was obviously exciting for us as a coaching staff to see. But then um, as we started to not get defensive stops and started to miss shots, um, we were playing FIBA rules, um, playing on a, in a hostile environment, um, and, and things began to unravel. And um, it was definitely just an uh, experience that um, I think Indiana Westland has, in the last eight years, have lost – that was the only first game of the year that they've lost. And for us to come in and, and end up losing that game was uh, definitely made us as a coaching staff and as a team, I think, really conscious of what was going on. Yeah, I think that just heightened our awareness. I mean, I think we, we knew we had some pieces there and obviously returned some guys. Um, but we also had a, a lot of new pieces that we had to figure out how they were going to fit and how they are going to mesh. And Tanner was out with injuries, so new guys were stepping up. And then how would he adjust back to the team and – uh, again, you had guys that have won championship, guys that had transferred in, uh, guys that were freshmen, uh, guys that were taking on bigger roles. So I think we saw all of that, you know, as an opportunity. Hey, it's not going to come easy, and it's it's going to be a hard thing to to keep this thing rolling and and get to the standard that we wanted to. And uh, like you said, this was just the first step, but I think it kind of awakened us to what was what was to come. And 
um, what was going to kind of happen for the, the rest of the year. So even going back to some of our team times together, which our team times on, on these road trips are oftentimes we're, we're getting in the word with our guys, we're praying with our team, finding ways to go deeper um, as a coaching staff with our players. There was a real heightened level of, of this consciousness that, that we've been talking about. And um, some of our guys shared struggles, some of our guys shared how they want to grow. And I think even coming out of the, that loss, there was a lot of room for us to grow in joy. And going into our next game, um, we definitely took that challenge as a team and as a unit, and it was an awesome game um, coming out of that loss. Yeah, and you saying that reminded me, we had kind of built a lead or gone on these runs in that first game, and out of each of those, we let the other team just respond and get right back into it. And kind of the, the, the term that we coined there was buckle down, hmm. and we kind of launched into that. And I, I think – Again, retrospectively, looking back at the, the rest of the season, we grew in that where we kind of let teams stay in games. By the end of the season, we had figured out how to buckle down and, and kind of just put the pedal in the metal and, and keep going and pushing the envelope there. Oftentimes, it's these hardships that lead to the growth, and it's so easy to, to not like those or not welcome those. But at the end, and I think you share this sentiment, those are the things that really spur us on to, to what we want to be and ultimately who we became this past year. Yeah, you know, the, you, you can grow through winning a lot of games. You can grow when everything is going well. But it's how you respond when, to adversity and maybe in a basketball season when you lose a game that really shows who you are. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I am third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I am third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. I'm joined now by Michael Zitney, Michael Thompson, and Luke Stevens. And fellas, every year the preseason brings its own set of challenges. And this year obviously was no different. Uh, whether it's conditioning, weights, workouts, junkyards, two-a-days. Uh, these days can be some of the most grueling times of a, of a college basketball season. And Michael Zidney, for you as a third-year guy, you went from being someone who at times had struggled early in your career. Uh, and this year, you weren't just satisfied with finishing a workout. I mean, you dominated them uh, this past preseason. How did your approach change coming into your third year into the program? So coming into my third year is a complete mindset change where before in the first two years where I've seen a lot of struggles and um, I finally flipped a switch where I changed my focus and that focus was how can I make other guys better and like focusing on those guys so they're not just like getting the workouts done but also how can I improve like their life on the court um, in the classroom and also like with our relationships and so it really was a switch for me that changed to a third mentality that um, saw what I could do as a as a kind of glue guy that really connects guys and really brings the best out of them. So in the end, it really um, helped 
me as a person focus on others because when you take your mindset off of yourself, it really allows you to flourish as yourself and you really see improvements out of other guys. So it's really rewarding to really see those guys um, make strides of improvement in all areas of their lives. And so it's really a, a wonderful thing to have that mindset change in this last year. And I think, Mike, as you're saying that, you went from in some ways putting yourself first to then your your teammates first. And obviously, as you said, that just allowed both you and them to flourish. And I think that's just a byproduct of you being invested and bought into the program. And speaking of that, Luke, you've been a guy that's been bought in. You've been invested. Uh, I guess the best way to say it, you've been all in since the first day you stepped foot on campus. So for you, Luke, you had a much different preseason in year two compared to year one. Coming into my freshman year, um, I was just really excited to get my first year of college basketball underway just kind of um going through the grind with my teammates and you know things didn't really go as planned you know I had I was a bit by the injury bug and I think in one season I had a broken foot a pretty severe concussion and a dislocated kneecap so that really was just kind of a challenge in itself but through that experience I was able to learn uh, a lot of different things you know I taught me not to take certain things for granted like just simple things like working out or going through really tough practices with my teammates so coming into this season you know, I really committed myself to just focusing on the positive and just being really thankful for, you know, those tough workouts that I used to complain about. And you know, I just tried to focus on a positive mindset and just try to lead guys in that way. So, you know, it was fun this season, just being challenged by the grind and just helping pe- pull people through that. And, you know, to go along with that, you know, the previous season, um, the coaches had, a, we had a pretty, good postseason meeting in just terms of you guys challenging me to get my body right through like my diet and just being in the weight room and so you know I really um I really focused on that the whole off season and then I was just excited to bring you know kind of my new self into this off season and what that meant so it was cool and Luke as you mentioned you were challenged in your postseason meeting on your fitness and speed strength type stuff and you took that to heart I think back to times where guys are talking in the locker room or we finish up a workout or we're just hanging out and you start busting out push-ups or sit-ups. All that to say, it wasn't just fitness that improved. Oftentimes when we, we grow, it impacts all areas of our life. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, you know, it's easy to see, you know, the changes my body went through from freshman to sophomore year. But, you know, I think that helps me in even more important areas like just having a better discipline to get in the word every day or, um, you know, just to be there for my friends and my teammates more consistently or not to procrastinate on my homework. You know, I could see just – the discipline in the weight room really translating to, you know, my discipline in other areas. Like one of my favorite quotes is how you do everything or how you do anything is how you do everything. So, you know, I really took that to heart and just committed myself no matter what I'm doing, just to do it to my best ability. And Michael Thompson, for you transferring in with a new program, new culture, new experience, in some ways, new expectations, probably a lot of questions and unknowns as to what the preseason would look like. What was it like heading into this, this time of the year? Uh, well, it's really weird to go into your fourth year of college and just really feel like a freshman. Um, it was really hard for me just because I didn't really know what to prepare for. Um, I talked to alumni. I talked to guys who had previously played. I talked to people on uh, students, other students. I talked to professors. I talked to teammates. But you don't really know what to expect until you've actually been through it. So for me, it was just trying to prepare for the unknown. And then uh, after we started getting going, it was just a matter of, uh, figuring out what habits are unacceptable, dropping them as quick as possible, and then trying to pick up all the positives and all the positive uh, examples as we go. 
And coming off a long, tough preseason, we start the season off playing a couple of games in Canada, and we end up losing our first game. After all the time and effort and in some way expectations for you guys and for the program, uh, Michael, what was it like losing that first game? For us and as a team, uh, we've seen it as a big wake-up call. And um, guys who have been in this program and seen the successes and seen the um, tough times, uh, we knew that there was a time where we needed to get everybody that was kind of on different pages all back together and unify as one. And that's something we see um, as a very successful trait within the Iowa Hoops program is when everybody's working together um, towards one goal and one purpose, things start to really flow and we start to reach our potential. And Luke, as as you know, winning a college basketball game is a hard thing to do. And winning is earned. It's not given. And we certainly were reminded of that after after the first game. I remember my uh, freshman year coming in. Y'all had just won a national championship the previous year. And, you know, we had a strong core from that team coming back. So it was almost like, you know, we had a sense that we were just going to win every game. And, like, as bad as it sounds, it was almost going to be handed to us. And, you know, we just took a lot of wins for granted, I feel like, my freshman year. You know, coming into my sophomore year, we kind of had a – we just had a really much younger team, a lot of new faces, just a lot of unknowns kind of coming in. And, you know, that first loss, you know, I feel like just really humbled us, like Mike was saying, just, like, reminded us, you know, we're going to have to go back to the trenches and – Really nothing, as a college basketball player, you know, nothing is given to you. You just got to earn everything. So I just remember coming back from Canada, you know, we just had some really tough practices just trying to get us to the team we wanted to be and the team we know we could be. And, you know, like fast forwarding to the end of the season, I remember I just like randomly watched the film from that first game. And it was just, <laughs> it was like watching a whole other team. Like, you know, we almost looked lost out there to a sense. It was just, it's just crazy how much we grew. But, you know, when you like – when you really examine it, it's crazy how many unseen hours people don't see that we put in to get to the product that people were seeing when we won conference championships and stuff like that, just from tough practices to, you know, film sessions to meetings, just all the stuff that people don't see, you know, where we're grinding and, you know, just putting in this tough work that some people just aren't willing to do that was um, that helped us get to be the team we wanted to be for sure. And shifting you, Michael Thompson, you obviously have aspirations of being a coach someday and there were many reasons why you picked IWU, but, but one of those was to learn what it looks like to be a part of a winning culture. And oftentimes uh, you learn as a group, a group's true identity during hardships. Uh, what did you learn or see about this culture despite suffering a loss in that first game? Um, man, I learned a ton of things. But uh, after that loss, I just felt a fire inside of me. And a lot of it was just through what I saw in the locker room uh, directly after our loss. Uh, I saw – coaches and I saw players who had the same passion as I did and not wanting to lose and in my past I haven't always had that where you know I see guys who we lose a game and they're already worried about what's for dinner and it just would hurt inside to see that guys just truly didn't care as much as I did but after that loss I could see every single guy top to bottom coaching staff to managers nobody wanted to ever have to feel that pain ever again and I could see uh, a willingness to buy in from every single guy on the team whether that means take less shots take more shots go harder in practice or whatever it may be and that just allowed me to even easier more easily buy into the program seeing how every other guy was just willing to buy in more absolutely and and make no mistake we don't like to lose and often it's hard to embrace the hardships of life and the reality is 
it's in those struggles we we come out more refined, strengthened, unified. Uh, my wife has a, a poem she likes, and the line that gets repeated is, is, it's in the valleys I grow. And the poem ends with this line, Thank you for the valleys, Lord, for this one thing I know. The mountaintops are glorious, but it's in the valleys I grow. And for our team this past season, we started in a valley. In a lot of ways, it catapulted all of us to have arguably one of the most memorable seasons we'll ever have. Uh, and as you know, and you'll hear throughout the rest of this podcast, it wasn't all easy, but we came out unified, more refined, and playing some incredible basketball by the end of the season. Next time on The Pursuit, in the first half, you'll hear from Coach Tonegal as he gives more insight into how the various team trips have impacted the program's culture. And in the second half, you'll hear from senior Kanan Coffey and freshman Noah Smith as they share their perspective on the team's trip to Canada. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.